Okay, if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, go ahead and turn in them to the book of Joshua. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 1. It is uh, 2022. Isn't that hard to believe? 2022. I remember, uh, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. 2000 seemed like a a, a weird thing to say, and now here we are 22 years into it. Uh, Just amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, First, let me begin by saying Happy New Year. Hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and New Year celebration. Uh, And I want to just say, as as your pastor, how thankful I am for all of you. Uh, What an amazing church that I get to pastor. You guys have been so good to us, uh, our our family, our staff, over the course of the Christmas season. And I just want to say how very thankful we are uh, for your cards, your gifts, your love, and And for your encouragement. I also want to say uh, thank you to all of you who prayed for us this past week. Uh, Last Sunday, we finished up service. We ate a little bite, jumped in the vehicles, and we we went to North Georgia for a staff planning retreat. We spent uh, several days just, um, you know, praying through and seeking God's will for our church in the year 2022. Um, And by the way, speaking of that, uh, here now that we are firmly in 2022, you don't want to miss next week. How many of you guys like to celebrate? (laughs) that was not convincing at all man that was rough I'm not even gonna lie all right uh, let, let me let me try this one more time how many of you guys like to celebrate there you go how many of you guys celebrated over the weekend anybody having stay up late see the ball drop any of y'all do that raise your hand if you did that raise your hand if you were like man who cares I went to bed yeah all right <laughs> Very, very good. Uh, how many of you celebrated uh, maybe your favorite team victory over the past weekend? Anybody? Yeah. I didn't even have to beg that out of you. Like, it just came out like, woo! You know, some shouts came. Uh, next Sunday, I want you to be here because we're going to celebrate. We're going to do our best job at celebrating all that God did in 2021. Not just in us, but through us. And we want to share all of the amazing things that God did. And you experienced them, but sometimes it's great to just kind of put it down on paper, put it on a screen, and then look at it, and then just be amazed by all that God did. And we're going to do that next Sunday. So you want to make sure that you're here. If you're at home, watching online. If you're sick, we're praying for you. We know that we've got a lot who are just battling through COVID right now, praying for you. But also, if you're home just because, you know, it was a long weekend and you wanted to be home, we want you to come back next week be here and bring somebody with you so that we can celebrate because it's important number one that we celebrate all that God does in our life when we have victories we got to celebrate them secondly we need to show people what God's doing in our church and so that's why it's important to invite we want to invite people to just hey God is alive he is not dead we serve a risen Lord and Savior and he is still at work in his church today and we're going to celebrate that next week and you guys need to be here for it you need to be pumped up about it don't show up like this next week Y'all, y'all need to drink some Red Bull or something before you get here, because we're going to celebrate, all right? Uh, I want to set up today by, first of all, praying, and then uh, I want to I point out something that I know is obvious to us all, but it still needs to be pointed out, so let's pray. God, we want to say thank you for your love and your grace, and God, we are super thankful for all of the opportunities that lie ahead of us. Uh, 2022, we're two days in, and God... Uh, we know that you have plans. God, we don't know what your plans are, but God, we, we are excited about whatever transpires. God, we want to pray that 2022 would be a year 
that God, we would make, uh, make so much of you that people would not be able to help but come to faith in your son Jesus and that they would, be, uh, they would just be drawn to, God, what you're doing in and through Osceola Baptist Church. Father, for all of us this morning, as we think about our 2022s, uh, God, may we commit our way to you. May we commit this year to you. And may we pursue all of the things that you inspire our hearts and minds to pursue. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So uh, I want to, uh, the thing that's obvious to us all, what is that? Um, New Year's provides for us an opportunity that no other day of the year or time of the year really gives to us or presents to us. Uh, it's it's um, something we really ought to do more of. It's something that we ought to, to, to think about more often than just one time a year. But this is the time of the year that we typically do this. And we may do it at other times throughout the year, but never more so than on New Year's Day and around New Year's. And that thing that you and I do, that thing that we do personally, professionally, financially, spiritually, is what? Evaluate. We evaluate, right? I mean, we evaluate the things that happened in the past. And you think about it this way. I mean, we, we've thought about this probably over the last couple of days. You've probably watched some things on TV or listened to some things on the radio that evaluated the past. Think about it. We spend these last few days doing that very thing, evaluating uh, top 100 songs of 2021. Any of y'all listen to a countdown of any kind this week? Yeah, me neither. Okay. How about this? Uh, top 10 stories of 2021. You'll see the news puts those out there for us to watch and recap what happened in the past year or the top 10 movies of 2021 uh, or the top 10 teams of 2021 or the top 10 sports moments of 2021 or even they're already doing the top 10 gifts, Christmas gifts of, of 2021. And that's what we do. We evaluate at this time of year more than any other. We evaluate the past, particularly within the past year. How did things go? What went well? What do we need to celebrate? And if things did not go well, what didn't go well? And we evaluate those things. So here, have a couple, here, here in a couple of weeks, we're going to do more evaluating, aren't we? In a couple of weeks... We're going to sit down, you're going to get your earnings statement from 2021, and you're going to evaluate some decisions you made possibly. And then guess who else is going to evaluate? IRS. They're going to evaluate how much you owe them. And so we all do this big evaluation. We turn in our paperwork, uh, they make the assessment, you owe this much money, and then we evaluate beyond that for the future, don't we? we? We begin to think, hey, look, man, I'm paying too much in taxes this year. I don't want to pay out that much next year, so what do we do? We evaluate how much we have taken out uh, of, our, of our paychecks. We evaluate how much, of, how much donations we're giving, because maybe if we can write off more donations, that'll be uh, fewer money that the government uh, gets out of the pocket. So those are, those are just some evaluations that we're going to be doing over the next few weeks and, and maybe um, and some of the things that we've already evaluated heading into today. But we don't just evaluate the, the past, do we? We sit down at this time of year and we make evaluations about the future. And what do we want the future to look like? What do you want your marriage to look like? What do you want to be like personally? And by the end of 2022, my evaluation or the thing that I hope to achieve or the place I hope to be in life is, and you fill in the blank. But we don't typically make decisions, do we, about 
our future without taking into consideration some things. We've, we don't typically evaluate where we want to be in the future without at least first taking a look at where we have been, where the, where, what the past year has been like for us. And if our evaluation of the previous year reveals to us that we ended up somewhere we didn't want to be, then we evaluate all of the decisions we made in the past and go, okay, we got to make some different decisions this year so that we can end up in a different place a year from now or by the year, end of the year 2022. So here is what I want to spend the next few minutes helping us do this morning. I want to help us make the best decision. And I'm just going to, and I know it's kind of cheesy or corny or whatever, but it helps make it memorable. Everybody say the word best. That was not your best effort. Everybody, all together at the same time, let's say best. best. See, that was, that was pretty good. I mean, that might even be considered your best. That was it's pretty fantastic. And I'm using the word best this morning because I want, you to, I want you to come up with your best plan. I don't know if, how many of you have already evaluated the past year and you have put together a plan for 2022? Raise your hand. All right. This is a great message for this morning. All right. So best plan, and best is just an acronym. I'm, I'm using it simply to help make it memorable. Um, so we're going to look at that together this morning. I want to help you, me, us as a church. I want us to come up with our best plan, the best plan that we have ever put together so that we may have an opportunity to live out the best year that we've ever lived out, mostly and hopefully for the glory of Almighty God. Um, <clears throat> now, think about this. How many of you remember these things called malls? How many of you went to a mall uh, recently? You know, malls are closing down uh, for whatever reason. The indoor mall has, has, has become sort of an outdated thing, and now the, the, the outdoor malls are the attraction, which makes a whole lot of, well, it really doesn't make sense at all, because if it's raining, an outdoor mall is not really good for you. But we have moved away from the mall system everywhere. I mean, everywhere you go, indoor malls are closing down, outdoor strip malls. Those are the things that people are flocking to. But when you go to the mall, when you've been to a mall in the past that, you, um, that you'd never been to before, what's the thing that we do? We walk in, we go, okay, I need to go to Foot Locker or I need to go to wherever it is that you want to go. And you, you think through, okay, here's where I'm going. You go in, you go to the mall and you find that little thing that's sitting in the middle of the walkway, and it's a map. It has a map on it. And you go, okay, Foot Locker is C9. Where is C9? And you go to C Wing of the mall, and you find number nine. You go, okay, there it is. Now, what's the next thing you do? You find, you find this thing. It's, it says what? All right, yeah, yeah. You are here, right? There's this red dot. There's this red dot, big red dot on the map. It says you are here. It tells you where you are. And here's the thing that I, I want us to do is um, we're going to take a look this morning at getting your best plan and how we're going to get our best plan is you know where you might want to end up. Some of you may go, I haven't really sat down and thought about it, but at the end of 2022, I really want to be better off physically, financially, just personally in all arenas of life. But spiritually speaking is where I want to lean in. And by the way, this best plan acronym will work for every other area of your life. But specifically, I want to... Just use wisdom from the word of God out of the book of Joshua to help you put together your best spiritual plan and you can, you can make the applications across all the other arenas for yourself. Now, it wasn't 
when you went into that mall and you looked at that map, it wasn't until we determined where we're going and figured out where we were, it wasn't until then that we could put together successfully a plan of how to get there. Meaning you got to know those two details. Where am I going? You need to take some time over the next week before life gets crazy and what, what is, put one thing down. What's one thing down? What's one area of your life that you feel like you want to improve? And I, I'm going to ask you to put down a spiritual goal as well. What's a spiritual goal that you have for the year 2022? Attend church more regularly. Read the Bible more regularly. Uh, read through the Bible in a year. Whatever that may be, we want you to get a spiritual goal down. Okay? What is your spiritual goal for the year 2022? Once you... Once you get there, you can then begin to formulate your plan as to how you're going to get there. All right, <clears throat> here we go. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. I'm going to read straight through these, and we're going to come back and unpack them. And then we're going to use the acronym BEST, B-E-S-T, to help us put together a plan for what I hope will be an amazing year for you in 2022. Joshua 1, starting in chapter 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... The Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I'm giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I will give to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river, river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the, left, to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may be careful, so that you may be careful to do all that according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So here's this. Can you imagine? I don't know if you've ever had to lead anything. I don't know if you've ever had to lead a large group of people, but there's this moment, and, I don't, and, and I'm sure at some point you've led some people somewhere. I mean, even, I think John Maxwell said, even the most introverted person will lead 10,000 people in his lifetime. So even if you're a high introvert this morning, you have still led people. If you're a teacher, there was that moment that you stepped into the classroom for the first time and all those little kids were looking up to you for leadership. If you're, if you're, in the, if you're a, an administration of any kind, there was that moment that you stepped into that role and suddenly people began to look to you for leadership. If you're a, if you're a, a, a husband, you, you lead your family. If you're, if you're, a, if you're a wife, you, you, you know, you, you're a leader in your family. If you're a mother or a dad, you're leading little kids. I mean, we're constantly leading people no matter where we go. And I, I don't know if you've ever been thrust into a position unexpectedly where you felt like you had to lead, but there's this moment that comes. Could you imagine being Joshua? I mean, Joshua was the understudy. Moses was the leader. He is, he's walked with Moses. He's followed Moses. He has served Moses. And then there comes this day that Moses is gone, and it's like, okay, 
It's your turn. God calls him and says, hey, Joshua, I want you to, I want you to learn. I want you to learn from me. There's some things, and I want you to lead. And I want you to take this nation Israel to a place where they can prosper. Can you imagine being in that position of leadership, thrust into it? And can you imagine the tension that you would feel if God, could you imagine if God today just sort of called down to you and said, hey, I'm putting you into, putting you into a major position of leadership. Could you imagine having to suddenly, um, there was a TV series a couple of years ago, I don't know if you ever uh, had a chance to see it, there was this TV series called Designated Survivor. Kiefer Sutherland played this, he played this guy who was in the government and he was what was called the designated survivor. If anything happened to the president and the vice president and all the higher ups of the government, that he would be the guy that would be designated as the one to rise to leadership. And there's this, there's this tension that comes when he finds out that he's the guy. He's now, he, in one day, he went from being a nobody that hardly anyone knew to president of the United States and, and the tug of war that went with it. Could you imagine that? Well, today... We, here we are, January 2nd, 2022, and you are a leader. And if you say, well, I don't, I'm not leading anybody. Well, you're leading the most difficult in the person. You're, you're leading the most difficult person in the world to lead. And that's the person you look at in the mirror every day. Leading ourselves is the most difficult thing because we constantly do things that we don't want to do. So here's what I want to do. I want to talk about step one. Here's step one. When we're formulating a plan, the best plan for 2022, when we look at what Joshua uh, had to endure, the very, here's step one of your best plan. It begins with a B. Be honest about where you are. Be honest about where you are. I don't have to tell you this this morning, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to. No one has lied to you more than you. Nobody's lied to you more than you. Nobody's better at lying to you than you. Every bad decision that you have ever made in your life, every bad decision that you have ever been a part of, guess who made the decision? You did. And you say, well, I didn't make that decision. Yes, you did. You, in some way, made a decision to be part of another bad decision. You made the decision. We live in this world today where anytime something bad happens, it's somebody else's fault. The reason I am the way I am is because I was born this way or I was born in this place. No, it's not. The reason that you're in the position that you're in is because you made the decisions that led you directly to where you are. People want to blame their People want to blame their upbringing on why they have such a bad plot in life. And it's like, that's not why you are that way. Listen, I grew up about as poor as poor can be. I'm sure there was probably other people poorer than me, but I did not have any money. My mother did not have any money. You make decisions in your life to get to where you want to be. I'm just a firm believer that if you put your faith in God, you follow what God's word says, and then you just go to work and you work hard, I, you, you may not ever be in a... You may, you may not ever be in the White House, you may, you may not ever be in a mansion, but you will have a good lot in life. I think God's word spells that out for us. But you, it starts with you and me being honest with where we are. Here is a list of the lies that we have told ourselves as if we needed any, but here's a list. Um, that th it has destroyed other people, but it's not going to get me. You ever told yourself that? You ever heard of any, you ever heard someone else say that? Yeah, I know these things hurt other people, but it's just not going to get me. I'm smarter. One time won't hurt. 
That's a lie that we've told ourselves. One time won't hurt. It won't get me again because I'm smarter than all those other people. I'm not as bad as, I mean, I might be off, a bad off, but I'm not as bad as other people. We use other people and their, their uh, poor decisions that have led them to worse places in life than we currently find ourselves to excuse ourselves to make more bad decisions. And it, here's one that's, um, <laughs> here's one that happens in our culture a lot too. It sounds too good to be true, but... I think this time it's probably legit, right? Like these, these people make a phone call and they try to solicit information to you. Oh, if you'll just send me, you know, all you got to do is give us your bank account information and we'll make sure that we deposit X number. Like, come on now, right? Really? But people fall for it, left and right. So here's the question. Where are you? Pulling back, right? You, you, you may have an idea of where you're going to go. You may not yet. Maybe that's something that you pencil down this week and, and put in your phone or put on paper or whatever. But before you can know how to get to where you want to go, you first have to know where are you? Where are you? If you could map out your life on a sheet of paper with your past and your future in mind, you have to begin with where are you right now? Where would that red dot be for you? Have, do you have a label for it? This is a huge question for you and I to answer. We cannot, and, and there's a reason for this, and I want to put this up on the screen, okay? We cannot lie to ourselves and lead ourselves. It's impossible. You can't lie to yourself about where you are. You can't lie to yourself. Like, look, if, if things are not well for you financially, you can't just keep lying to yourself and then make a great financial plan. It, you cannot be in a bad position physically and lie to yourself about where you are physically and be motivated to put a good plan together or stick to any kind of plan that you put together. And we cannot lie to ourselves spiritually about where we are. Where are you? If we don't know where we are, we will never be able to get to where we want to be. And let me tell you the last, um, let me tell you two areas for me and myself. I just want to be transparent with you. Where, where, there are two areas in my life where I feel like I started 2021 strong and did not end up and finish strong. Those two areas would be number one, physically. Like I started out the year going to the gym at least five times a week. Just made time, said, I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to my, get myself into a better place physically. Went five times a week. By the end of the year, I'm going twice a week. Spiritually speaking, from a spiritual standpoint, um, I, I read a lot less. I, I had a goal that I would read at least one book a month. And when I started out the year, I was reading a book of, a month. Plus, on top of all that, staying in the Word of God, reading the Word of God, not just to get through it, but to read it for for spiritual strengthening, that God would provide for me the spiritual nourishment that I need in order to be spiritually strong so that I can lead um, others well and lead myself well. Started out strong reading a book a month, reading the Word of God daily, and then as the year came to an end, even though I was reading the Word of God almost every day, I wasn't reading it with the depth and the uh, determination to get something out of it as I did at the beginning of the year, and I didn't last couple of months of the year, I didn't read a book until, well, last week. And so all of my goals, I, I started, but I didn't finish real well. 
See, I have to be honest with myself if I'm going to look at, okay, well, where do I need to get better? I have to take an honest look at myself. I could have made all the excuses in the world. Well, I didn't go to the gym because things got crazy with the church and crazy with the kids and life was just too crazy. And so I had to pull something back. And so I just, I could make all those excuses all day long if I want. I can make all the excuses in the world for why I didn't read as much, why I just didn't have time. Listen, we make time for what's important to us, don't we? We just do. We will make time for what's important. If you want to know what's important to you, go look at your calendar. That's all you got to do. Go look at your calendar, and as you know, go look at your calendar and your checkbook. Those are the two things that will be uh, a dictator of showing you and me what is important to us. So what is important? Where are you? And you have to be honest with yourself. Evidently, Joshua had some fears. Four times in nine verses, God tells Joshua, hey, don't be afraid, be courageous. Don't be afraid, be courageous. So there was a moment, I'm sure, for Joshua. If you, if you don't know the story, previously in, in the book of Numbers, Joshua, well, a group of people went into the promised land. God had already delivered them out of Egypt, said, hey, I got this fantastic destination for you. All you have to do is go, I want you to go spy it out. You can go spy it out and then come back and give a report. So all of these spies, they go out into the land, they come back and all of them go, oh my goodness, we can't go over there, Moses. I mean, there's giants in the land over there. There's these big, tall, huge guys and I just don't think we can take it. And I know what God said. God said, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll drive out all your enemies before you. I know all that, but I just don't think that this is gonna happen. Joshua was one of the ones, him and a, him and a young man named Caleb, Joshua was like, look, we can do it. I mean, if God said, I mean, yeah, does it look intimidating? Do those guys look large? Does, does this look like an impossible task? Maybe. But if God said he'll do it, we'll do it. We should take it. Joshua was one of the ones who had enough faith. None of those other guys got to see the promised land, but Joshua did. Now, Joshua's not only going to see the promised land, he's going to lead the promised people into the promised land. And God has to tell him before he commissions him to go on this journey, he says, be courageous. Don't be afraid. And I think sometimes, I think sometimes the reason that we don't set lofty goals and the reason we may not set goals at all is like, if I don't set them, I won't fail. There's a fear that resides in us. I'm not going to, I'm so afraid of setting a goal that I'll fail at that, so I, I just become paralyzed to doing anything. I don't want to fail and I don't want to feel like a failure, so I'm just not going to set a goal. And Joshua had this huge huge task in front of him and God has to remind him because I think that God knew what was in Joshua's heart don't be afraid I just need you to be very courageous by the way admitting that you have a weakness is actually a sign of strength see we we live in this culture particularly for guys right like, we can't admit we have a weakness because if I admit I have a weakness, then some other guy's going to think that I'm just not tough or strong or, or whatever. But admitting you have a weakness is a sign of strength. Knowing what your weaknesses are is a sign of strength. Where are you? And you have to be honest with yourself. Where are you? Be honest. Step two. Step two. Eliminate ambiguity. Eliminate ambiguity. Be very specific. In verse, look in verses 7 and 8. In verses 7 and 8 of Joshua 1, 
It says, only be strong and very courageous, be, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may, be, that you may have good success wherever you go. But this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do all that is written according to all that is written in it, for then... You will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. He says it twice. Good success, good success. How are you going to do that? Don't miss any detail. He says, do everything that's written here. Do everything that's written here. Don't turn from it. Don't turn left or right. Just go straight ahead. Follow it. When you start planning out your 2022, the problem with a lot of our plans is when we make plans, we get way too general. Well, I want to be in... I want to be in better shape by the end of 2020. Well, that's, if you ran, if, if you didn't run or exercise or anything once in 2021, that's pretty simple. If you do it one time in 2022, you can end the year and go, well, I guess I'm in better shape. Maybe. Be specific. Quit being, eliminate ambiguity in your goals. In Joshua Chapter 1, verses 10 through 15, if you read it, and I'm not going to read it here, but if you read 10 through 15, Joshua, once he takes command, once he receives the commissioning from God, he steps to the people and says, hey, here is what we're going to do. And he lays the plan out. And it's not, it's not one of these plans where like, have you ever sat in front of somebody and uh, they, they, they tried to teach you something or show you something, and then when you got done, you were like, I, I have no idea what they just said. I don't know what they're asking me to do. Joshua did not do that. Joshua's plan was very detailed. When you sit down and you plan out your 2022, when you create a plan, be very precise about what, even if it's only one thing, what is the one thing, what is the one thing that you are going to commit your way to in 2022? Write down your goals. Write them down personally, professionally, financially, and spiritually. What is that going to be? Because we know this, right? If you aim at nothing, you what? If you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. If you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. You and I, we need goals in our life to keep us on track. I love in... Um, the Bible app, if you're looking for something to help keep you on track in the Bible app, it, when you open it up, if you start reading plans, your reading plans, they will, you can set it up, your phone will remind you, hey, don't forget to read today. There's also these things called streaks. You can, it'll tell you how many days in a row you've read the Bible. You can go back, um, I don't know if it would allow me to do it now, but you can go back and see how many days you were in the Bible app. At every single day, it'll tell you this many days in the app this year, it'll tell you. And it's a great way for you to see a visual, have a visual representation of, hey, am I tracking spiritually? And if you're not going to do it with the Bible app, and that's fine, what, how are you going to do it? If you use a physical calendar, maybe you put a check mark on, I read my Bible today, and every day you put a check mark, or you put something on there, just create a way, eliminate ambiguity, be specific, be able to track your goals, because again, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. And by the way, uh, this past uh, week, one of the recreational activities that we got to do while we were on staff retreat is um, a couple of my boys, they brought their BB gun and we went out um, and Cliff Tankersley brought this uh, bell for us. And we, we took it out, we nailed it on a tree and it was painted white and we'd sit there and we'd shoot the BB gun and see if we could ring the bell, right? 
and there's this, there's this teaching, right, when you're talking about uh, shooting weapons, if you aim big, you what? Does anybody know? If you aim big, you miss big, right? If you aim small, you miss small. If you aim big, you miss big. If you aim small, you miss small. If you aim big, you miss big. If you aim small, you miss small. And here's our problems with our goals is sometimes we just put these big lofty goals out there that really aren't specific enough. And then when we, when we aim big, we miss big. Eliminate ambiguity. Be specific. Step three, small steps, not gigantic leaps. Small steps, not gigantic leaps. Small steps, not gigantic leaps. Look at verse three of Joshua chapter one. It says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, just as I promised. So in other words, if Joshua is, lives in fear, doesn't follow the commands of God, then, then he may fear of taking the next step. And God said, listen, every place the sole of your foot touches is yours. So every time he takes a step, he's taking ground. It wasn't one huge leap like, hey, here's the border, Joshua. You got to figure out a way to leap all the way over to where it is that I want you to get. That's an impossibility. However, if I get here and I take one step and every time I take a step, I'm just taking ground. It's the same way with our goals. When you take, if you just go, okay, I, I'm not going to try to read the Bible every day for the, I'm not going to read through the Bible an entire year today. But what I am going to do, I think if you average it out, it takes three chapters a day to read through the entire Bible in a year. So what I am going to do is I'm going to carve out the time. I'm going to read three chapters today. Now, I didn't read it all in one day, but I did, I did take this ground. So tomorrow, I'm going to take another step. I'm going to read three chapters a day. And if you do that consistently throughout the year, taking small steps, you can read the whole Bible in one year. And the same is true for any other goals that you want to put into your life. Small steps, not gigantic leaps. Every step we take is a step in the right direction. Every, let me say this, every right step that we take is a step in the right direction because you can take wrong steps. We often fail because we attempt to make huge changes and huge changes almost never work. If you haven't, I, I haven't jogged a lot lately. I'm not going to go sign up for a marathon tomorrow, okay, because I would fail. But I can go out and jog a mile tomorrow, and I could work my way up if I so felt that my goal in 2022 was to run a marathon, which, by the way, it will not be, okay? In his book, Atomic Habits, author James Clear writes this. By the way, if you haven't read that book, I would highly encourage you to read the book, Atomic Habits. Here's what he said. Massive success does not always require huge change. 1% of change can change things in the long run. When we introduce 1% changes, we might not be able to notice things initially, but they make a huge difference. If we improve, listen to this, if we improve 1% daily for a year. Now, let me say it and we'll rewind it, okay? If we improve 1% daily for a year, we will be 37 times better at the end of it. Now, if I said today, hey, you need to get 37 times better by the end of the year, that seems extremely overwhelming. But if I said to you, hey, do you think you could do 1% better tomorrow? You'd be like, oh, yeah, 1% better? I can, for sure, I can do that. And then if you just improve 1% daily for a year, we'll be 37 times better by the end of it. He also says this, if we get 1% worse daily for a year, we will be near zero by the end of it. Our habits multiply in their impact with the repetition. They might not seem to us to make a huge difference on a day, but their impact over months and years is gigantic. Krishan, go back a year ago. 
Can you lift more weight now than you could a year ago? Why? Because you worked out on a regular basis, right? And that's, that's the thing. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I did put you on the spot. Like, because I knew that to be true about you. It's, it's the same way spiritually. Don't like where you're at spiritually? You need, to, you need to figure out ways to invest in yourself 1% a day over the course of the year and watch how much difference your relationship with God is at the end of the year. And by the way, I want to encourage you of all the plans and goals, if you only create one uh, between personally, financially, physically, whatever, whatever it is, I, I want to encourage you to go spiritually first. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. See, everything is connected according to James Clear and according to what we see in Scripture and what we know about life. Everything's connected. No decision that you or I make is ever made in a vacuum. No decision that we ever make stands on its own. It always has an impact. It was influenced by something leading up to it. I mean, if you've ever made a health change, it was probably because you had a health scare or there was something that happened to you that made you, that revealed that to you and you made that decision. But then every decision you make beyond that has a ripple effect. It has, as, as James Clear says, it has this compounding impact and this multiplying effect. Everything is connected. Step four. Step four, take others with you. Take others with you. And I'm going to talk about that as to why in just a second. But read with me in verses 16 through 18 of Joshua chapter 1. Look at what it says. So after Joshua goes and commands all these people in those verses in between, after he commands everybody, gives everybody the detail of the plan. This is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. Listen to what the people who are now following Joshua say to him. This is powerful. They said to Joshua, all that you have commanded us, we will do. Don't you wish that you had that kind of influence like, when, like you could just tell people something and be like, all right, man, whatever you say, we're doing it. Don't you wish your kids would do that? That should have got a good amen right there. Like, mom, dad, whatever you say, we're going to do it. You would like, all right, man, am I awake? What is, what's going on right now? What do you want? Just kidding. All that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment disobeys your words, and whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So now, here are the people that Joshua's leading. And Joshua has commanded them. He's given them the detail. This is the plan. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And then they said to him, hey, we'll, whatever you tell us, that's what we're going to do. Whatever you, if you tell us to go here, that's where we're going. And then they said to him the very thing that God said to him, be strong and courageous. Whatever you tell us, we'll do. Be strong and be courageous. Why? Because Joshua was leading in such a way that he wasn't just after his own self-interest. They knew that Joshua had the interest, number one, of God in mind, and number two, because of his interest in doing what God commanded, he had an interest for the people and the well-being of the people he was leading. When we begin to care about people, we will want them to experience God and experience salvation and experience church in the way that we have experienced. Why? Because we believe it's beneficial for them. So we want to take people with us. You should take people with you in whatever the goal that you set for yourself is. Hey, I want to read the Bible more. All right, who's going with me? Who's doing it with me? Who's going to do it with me? Who's going to read the Bible? And then you get people on board with you, and then you hold each other accountable. Who's going to exercise with me? 
Who's going who's gonna, to, whatever that thing is that you set as a goal, who's going to help me be more financially responsible in my spending, whatever that is, who's going to be that person? Take other people with you. Why? Because you want people to experience the same amount of success you do. That's called caring about others. That's called loving your neighbor as yourself. It provides, taking others with you provides accountability. It makes the journey more enjoyable. I, I, I enjoy going to the gym more with other people than I do going by myself. And it gives us the opportunity to celebrate other people's success. And unfortunately, we live in a world today where we don't want to celebrate other people's success because somehow it makes us feel inferior. But that's who we should be. If we want to be the people of God, we've got to get to a place where we are celebrating the success of other people. We want to see other people grow. Take other people with you. Which leads me to the last and final thing that I want to share with you as we talk about our, be honest, be honest with yourself, eliminate ambiguity, small steps, not huge leaps, not gigantic leaps, and then lastly, take others with you. The reason that I said of all your plans, if, if you have to pick between physically, personally, financially, spiritually, if you have to choose between those, if you're like, look, I, I'm not going to try to create five plans because I don't think I could do it. If you're going to do one, do set a spiritual goal and be committed to growing. Put a plan, put a detailed plan together of how you're going to grow spiritually. If you need help, I would be glad to help you. I'd be glad to give you some resources. But make your number one priority to grow spiritually. Why? Because everything Personally, everything financially, everything physically, everything flows from your spiritual wellness. You want to be better off financially? Do your finances the way God said to do it. You want to be better off physically? I mean, there's even, there's even Daniel fasts and things that you can do to eat better. I know I need to eat better. There's things that we can do from a personal standpoint, professionally, Everything that the word, everything that God touches in our life grows. Everything that God touches in our life, he makes better. Everything that God touches in our life, he prospers. That's why he said to Joshua, you don't let this, don't let this law depart from your mouth. You meditate on it day and night. Why? Because then you will have success. That's what he tells Joshua. And that's where you and I, that's where we need to start. As we begin to think about 2022 and we create our best plans, when you start dreaming and you start creating goals for yourself, start, if you do one, start spiritually. Do that and watch how it overflows into every other category and arena of your life. Let's pray. God, we come to you this morning. And we say thank you for your love and your grace. Thank you for the reminder. Thank you for the, the words that you gave Joshua. God, new territory is always intimidating. There's, there may be some in here today who when they think about 2022, for some, it's a breath of fresh air because it, it's like a reset that the, the year behind us, maybe it wasn't good and we just needed a new start. For others, there may be some in here today that the thoughts of 2022 are intimidating because they just don't know. There's so much uncertainty. They don't know what the year holds and that is intimidating to them. And our fears of created by the past create fears for the future and we just sometimes we just don't know we just try to make it day by day but God you gave us so much hope as we read the book of Joshua 
You didn't tell him that he couldn't feel feelings of fear, but you just told him to be courageous and don't fear. We may feel it, but we don't have to fear it. Whatever that thing is, God, I pray that today people would just begin that we as a church, me as a pastor, all of these people, all of us as a staff, all of us as a community, a church community, God, that we would begin to fully trust you, that we would be courageous and we would not fear so that, God, we could walk boldly into 2022 and that every time we take a step, every step we take, God, you give to us, not for our benefit, but for yours, that your kingdom would grow. And as we experience it, as we walk into it, and as, God, we receive um, the benefits of being in your kingdom, God, there's so many benefits that come with it. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. God, those are all things that, if I'm being honest in my life, I lack a lot. But God, I want them, I desire them, and God, I believe you. I believe that you promised them to us. And so God is as we as a church, as these people individually sit down, maybe in the next week, and they begin to write things down and set goals, God, I pray that you would give them wisdom. I pray that you would inspire their hearts and their minds, that you would allow them as they put pen to paper or finger to phone, God, that they would, they would put down things, God, that you have put in their hearts to accomplish and put in their hearts to do. And then that, following that, you would... Give them the desire and the discipline to see it through. God, we commit this year to you. Father, we pray that you would make much of yourself through us. And God, that we, in the process of all that, would reap the benefits and experience the joy that comes with the overflow of our spiritual growth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that's where you need to start. That's the best place you could start for your spiritual growth. Yeah, go ahead, stand. We're gonna worship. If you're uh, looking for a church home that you can plug into that can help you with all that, this would be the time for you to make your decision. Whatever it is, you don't leave here without doing whatever it is that God has called you to do.